Hello, and welcome back to Cape Corner, where we explore the history, story, and cultural impact of a different character or group every episode. I'm Lou. And I'm Jay. Uh, it has been a while. We've, <laughs> we basically took like a month off, or like three weeks or something like that. Um, not necessarily by choice, it's just there was a bunch of scheduling conflicts. We live lives, guys, so, you yeah. know. And we're all in different time zones, too, so that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot you are in a different time zone now. Yeah. So, like, right now, for me, it's almost 11.30, and for you, it should be 10.30? 12. 12.30, right. I'm an hour behind. <laughs> the other way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're back, baby. Um if my audio sounds different, it's because I bought a new webcam for the first time in like 14 years. Um, I had been operating on my old tech for so long, but uh, I have gotten a little bit of money from doing this podcast now. And I was like, okay, I, I should now use some of what I've made to upgrade my equipment. Uh, so I did. That's awesome, though, that you made enough to actually upgrade your stuff for the, for I, I, don't the show. Think I, I don't think I actually did. Um, <laughs> I think I have, I think I've probably made like 40 bucks off of this so far. Um, and the webcam cost 50, but it's fine. You gotta, you gotta spend money to make money. <laughs> sure. <Isn't... laughs> I I bear I harbor no illusions that I'm actually going to get a return investment, um, but it's it's okay because I I do this series for fun, uh, not for profit. That's fair, just the way it uh, should be. Profit would be lovely if it happened, uh, <laughs> but I'm not expecting it. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about. A character that is near and dear to everyone's hearts. Um, thanks in no small part to the fact that he's played by Keanu Reeves. Um, so the character's name is John. And good luck figuring out who we're talking about from that. Because... Uh, what, what the fuck was Neo's name? John, um, Mr. Anderson, okay, John Anderson, uh, John Wick, nope, today we're talking about Johnny Silverhand from Cyberpunk. That's right, the badass singer of Samurai. Oh my god, he's so fucking cool. He's <laughs> such a dick, but he's so cool. <laughs> That's what makes him cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, fun fact, um, before uh, Cyberpunk 2077 came out, there was a Cyberpunk RPG. Are you aware of this? Yes, actually, that's what the game is based on. Yes. Um, uh, what, what's really neat is that the... So, in the RPG, there's a major system for cyberpsychosis. The more mm -hmm. cybernetic implants you get... Um, the more crazy you can become and so there's like a stat to track that and eventually your character essentially has to become a, a crazed npc you can't play as them anymore um and 
in the video game that doesn't really exist. I mean, like, you fight cyber psychos, but V can get as many cyber modifications as he wants. And it just doesn't really affect V. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in uh, Edge Runners, they actually did make a bigger plot point about that, which is cool. Oh my um, god, I loved Edge Runners. Oh, so and I'm sure we'll talk more about that. Um, but I want to ask you: Do you know what uh, Johnny looked like in the RPG? I do not actually. I'll look it up right now. If you look up uh, Johnny Silverhand on Cyberpunk Wiki, um, his like picture has two things: uh, one for video game and one for RPG. Oh, okay, yep, I see it. It's Damn. pretty cool. So, for those of you that don't know, um, everything started with Cyberpunk 2013, which was an RP- a tabletop RPG system that was made in, what was it, the late 70s, 80s? Hang on, let me look this up real quick. 1988. Wow. Yeah. So... Here's a fun fact. I don't know if you ever peeped this. Um, the RPG system started as Cyberpunk 2013, mm-hmm. and then later on got updated as Cyberpunk 2020, right? Yep. The first trailer for Cyberpunk 2077 came out in 2013, and then the game released in 2020. That's amazing, actually. <laughs> was that intentional? Because I feel like that had to be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was. Okay. That's... Which is it's kind of why, that. like, they they were trying to have the game release in like January or February of 2020, but then it mm-hmm. got pushed back like three times during the year, and yep. towards the end of the year they eventually did release it because I guess they still really wanted to make sure it got out in 2020. That and every single time it got delayed, people online were bitching. They were like, oh, well, I'll have you know that I used one of my sick days at work to to stay at home and play the game today. And and I can't take that back now. And now it's being delayed and you've ruined my life. It's like, well, don't use your fucking sick day, you freak. (laughs) Go to work. Play the game when you get home. I think that'd be worse, actually, at least in my opinion. Like, you, you, you've you been working a long day, all you want to do is go home, play a little bit of your new game, and then go to bed, and then it's just not there. I think that's worse, in my opinion. I mean... Because you'd be looking forward to that the entire day. I mean, sometimes you got to deal with that shit, though. And besides, the they announced that it's being pushed back not on the day that it's supposed to be released... Oh, yeah, that's true, I guess. <laughs> they announced it about that. before the release. Um, but, uh, or before what the release date is supposed to be. Um, mm. it, yeah, so the, the 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 people were saying, like, they had already put in for when their sick day should be, and or their time off or whatever, and it just, like, they can't take it back now because they already put the paperwork through or whatever. Oh, okay. 
Also, um, side note, what place doesn't allow you to take back your sick days? I've never worked at a place that doesn't. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's because they only release their, uh, the information about the the date being pushed back by like a couple weeks in advance. And it's like, well, now it's too close and the schedule's already been made. So maybe that's it. Maybe. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, um, uh, gaming culture uh, fucking sucks these days. And it's not because, uh, well, back in my day, it's none of that. It's because people are entitled. It's, yeah. Um, people have spent so many years adjusting gaming culture to the mainstream. And as a result, um, uh, overprivileged people who think that they know how games work but they don't but i was just having this entire conversation recently right so we were talking about pokemon okay <laughs> and um i was making plans with somebody else i was like hey let's play a game on sunday right and mm-hmm. she was like Oh yeah, uh, let's play Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I was like, oh yeah, I'll see if I can grab the Switch for that night. And then this other person forces their way into the conversation. It's like, I stopped playing an Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon because I know enough about game development and coding to know their excuses were straight up lying. What and the I'm fuck? Like, well, have you heard about this? The, the oh yeah, you don't play Pokemon. No, I don't. Okay, so in Pokemon, typically. There's there's two versions of the Pokedex. There's the the regional Pokedex and the national decks, right? And this mm-hmm. started in Pokemon Gold and Silver, the second generation games. Um, because in the original Pokemon, Red and Blue, there were 150 Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all there was. So that's okay. all you could catch. That was the Pokedex. But in Gold and Silver, they added like 100 new Pokemon. So... They had like a, a new um, roster of Pokemon of, of about 150 to 200 Pokemon using the 100 new Pokemon and some of the old ones mixed together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you were in a new region. You were in Johto. You weren't in Kanto anymore. So Gold and Silver actually had like a post game, like after you beat the normal story mode, you beat all eight gym leaders, you beat the Elite Four, you become the champion. You could go to Kanto, fight the eight gym leaders over there, and you you could see all the old Pokemon that weren't uh, playable in the first part of the game. So that unlocked what was called the National Decks, which meant you can now see all, like, 250-something Pokemon that there were. Damn. In the game. And so the National Decks became very loved, and people started wanting the national decks in every game all the time. The problem is there's now over a thousand Pokemon. And yeah, that's a lot. And they put like 300 Pokemon in all of the new game. Like, there's there's a lot <laughs> that you were not hurting for options. Um, but people are complaining that they're not putting every single Pokemon in the new game. And it's like, you clearly have no fucking clue how game design works and 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 they hear, they hear people on youtube that are like i once made a, a video game 
asterisk. Um, you should listen to me when I say that they could totally and easily do it. Um, they're. And- <laughs> I, I was going to say their one video game they probably made was a side scroller platformer that had you, stick track. Yes. <laughs> now, a little backstory on your old boy Blue. I actually went to a video game programming class once in middle school. Mm-hmm. And you know what I made in that class? What's that? I made a two by two square of yellow and red pixels alternating flashing, yellow and red. Mm. That took me half a day. Yeah. I now- there's another kid a couple years older than me in the same class who made the first screen of Super Mario Brothers. Bear in mind, there was no score counter. There was no timer. It did not scroll when you moved to the right side of the screen. It was literally just the first screen. There were the blocks, but there was no mushroom inside the mystery block. And there was no Goomba. It was just Mario. You could run from left to right. You could jump. You could hit the blocks, but they didn't move. And that was it. And I saw the code that he used, and it was fucking insane. Yeah. I uh, I do have a little bit of experience, but my experience doesn't involve code. I had an actual class in high school. It was like gaming IT. And you used... Oh, I forget what the fuck it was even called. But you used something that helped you make games anyway. Right. It still I'm, takes a while. I'm sure there's programs that make it easier nowadays, but it's yeah. it's hard. It's yeah. fucking hard. And and, and what's that, funny is that in, in this, it, like, we started going back and forth because um, I was like, dude, let me tell you, even if they could put a thousand Pokemon in one game, I wouldn't want that. Even if you can do that from a technical perspective, from a design perspective, that would be a nightmare. That would be bad game design. And not mention the balancing that you'd have to fucking do. Mm-hmm. I said, if you want a game where you can battle a thousand different Pokemon against each other, people should be clamoring for a new Pokemon Stadium game. Not mm. a game with a story mode. Because for the purposes of me playing through the story of fighting my eight gym leaders and taking my little team and beating a group of bad guys and saving the world from the legendary Pokemon or whatever, I don't need a thousand Pokemon. I don't want a thousand Pokemon. I don't even want the data for a thousand Pokemon in that game. Plus, people send death threats over this shit. It's Seriously? a game about putting, yeah. It's a game about putting bouncing pigs and bugs with sword arms into little balls for sport. It's not oh that serious. And and he was like, "Well, man, that's a lot for me saying that they're taking stuff out of the game based on lies and selling it back to us." You're the one person I've ever seen who asked for less stuff in a game than the game from the same series a decade ago. It's like that's that's wrong. There's a, literally a meme that I didn't make that says I want shorter games with worse graphics, uh, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> like I'm clearly not the only person that's like, oh yeah, game devs are overworked and underpaid, and they shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, and no, definitely. And but like he he was jumping down my throat, and I'm like, okay, bro, you're right. It's foolish to enjoy things. 
I was foolish to not pretend like I know more about Game Freak than I do. I'll make sure to write out my manifesto for attacking Game Freak tonight. Um, anyway, speaking of writing a manifesto and attacking corporations, uh, Johnny Silverhand. That that was a great way to get back into this, actually. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I saw my shot and I took it. Um, but yeah, so Johnny Silverhand is uh, a communist. 100%. He's, he is like, corporations fucking suck. Power should be in the hands of the people. I'm going to burn this bitch to the ground. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> tell me, I, I'm, I'm looking at this and it's blowing my mind. Do you know what Johnny Silverhand's actual name is? I actually have it pulled up too, and I just saw it. Where the where did I see that? It's Robert John Linder. Oh yep. Yeah, that's. Oh my god. Such a I was not expecting that. that. That's <laughs> I mean, literally just a basic name. It is. <laughs> um. So, for for those who. I hope I'm talking at an okay volume. I've got these headphones in my ears, and I can't hear how loud I'm being. It seems to be good on my end. Okay. Just tell me if I start screaming or anything too loud, because I I can't hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but, and I famously don't have great control of the volume of my voice. I understand that, actually. I'm the same way. <laughs> um. Yeah, so in the timeline of cyberpunk, things diverged around the 80s uh, from our timeline. Basically, World War II and Vietnam and all that stuff still happened. Um, mm -hmm. it, it shares all of that with us. But in the 80s, uh, what's his name? It was, was it Richard Knight or Robert Knight? Something like that. But a man with the last name Knight made night city in california and there was a whole bunch of central american wars um basically corporations in the 80s wound up getting so much power that the actual governments of countries were no longer in charge it was the corporations of those countries in japan arasaka basically controlled the Japanese government. In America, uh, a lot of the times it was um, Militech. Like, th these different corporations went to war with each other instead of uh, countries going to war with each other. And uh, uh, Robert, I'm not calling him that, I'm calling him Johnny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He he actually was a military veteran of the Second um, Central American War. Uh, he lost his arm in that war and had it replaced with a, a cybernetic left arm. And that became his silver hand. Uh, so he experienced firsthand how human lives were completely disposable. They were just meat to be thrown at the wall by corporations. Um, 
and he realized that they fucking sucked. Uh, he wound up becoming a rock star, the lead singer of the band Samurai, um, before it broke up in 2008 of their timeline. And he basically was just kind of living a life of um, boning down and like he was very depressed, right? It wasn't like, woohoo, I'm a rock star, let's fuck. It was like, I'm a rock star, so I guess we're going to fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of drinking, a lot of drugs. Um, he was hashtag not okay. Um, or whatever the cyberpunk equivalent of hashtag would be. I don't know. So he met a girl named Alt Cunningham and she for all intents and purposes was his girlfriend but I'm sure that they wouldn't refer to it as that kind of relationship because they're too cool for that. Mm. Um, and he was like, yeah, she's hot. That's fine. He didn't know that she was one of the smartest fucking people in Night City. Um, so, in a world where people have cyber enhancements in their bodies, um, and everything is so dependent on technology, hackers become, like, essentially super soldiers. And so... Uh, they they become what's called net runners. A net runner is incredibly dangerous, and she was the city's best net runner. Arasaka actually hired her. The, the Arasaka Corporation from Japan that I mentioned before hired her to write a program called Soul Killer, which in essence, would rip a person's psyche out of their mind, convert it to data, or digitally clone it, and trap it inside a computer system. It would kill the actual living person and leave their consciousness as a, as a computer program or an AI within um, the, the cyber system. And she made it and was like, hmm, I actually can't let them have this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh, fuck. Sorry, I, I was just looking at the stats. And um, Johnny Silverhand's date of original death is actually on my birthday in a week. <laughs> Jesus. August twentieth, twenty twenty-three, baby. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh so so Alt took the Soul Killer program and did not let Arasaka have it. And so clearly they went to hunt her down. So after a show one night, when Alt and Johnny were arguing, a bunch of randos showed up in the alley and they attacked Johnny, and I think he managed to shoot one of them to death. Um, but they knocked him out, and they kidnapped all. And this was the beginning of what is called Never Fade Away. Um, 
Now, before I started playing Cyberpunk 2077, this is one of the only things I knew about the Cyberpunk story. I watched a video made by Brian David Gilbert. He talked about Never Fade Away. I found the PDF files for the old game. And I read through the Never Fade Away story. Um, it's actually a module that you can play through um, as like, you know how a lot of uh, tabletop role-playing games will have pre-written stories that your players can play through? Yep. This was that. One player could play as Johnny. One player could play as, like, um, Rogue. Uh, one player could play as... Uh, there was another guy. There was, like, a mercenary or a driver or something. Um, uh, like, they had a little party. So you could have a few players play this story. And you could use that to get their feet wet in the mechanics of the game. Um, I like that. That's cool, actually. Yeah, it was really cool. So, and what's great is that, um, so when they were making Cyberpunk 2077, they got this, like, Swedish rock band to play the role of Samurai, mm. right? So they made Samurai Song, and they made a song called Never Fade Away, and me not only is it a super kick-ass song like even if you've never played cyberpunk you could just play the song it's really good mm. um you've heard it right yeah i have um and they they also used the acoustic really sad version of it in the trailer and also in the credits of the game mm. um but anyway, I, I'm basically just geeking out about the fact that Never Fade Away is a really cool story. And it basically amounts to Johnny decides to fight Arasaka to rescue all. And he gets his friend Rogue. And like I said, a mercenary guy. Let me see if I can find this guy's name. Oh, uh, there was a media reporter named Thompson, a uh, nomad named Santiago. So that was then. It was Johnny, Rogue, Thompson, and Santiago. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they infiltrated Arasaka Tower. And the way they did it was great. Because... Um, after getting into a few fights here and there, like, I think they got into a fight in Afterlife. Um, mm. he, he realized that the guards at the front of Arasaka Tower were too tough for them to just plow their way through, right? So what yep. did he do? He sent out a mass message that he was holding an impromptu concert in the park across the courtyard from the Arasaka Tower. And he held a rock show right there while the Arasaka guards were watching. And he got the crowd so riled up with his anti-imperialist and communist messaging that they just started charging Arasaka Tower. I love that, actually. He, he incited a riot. <laughs> <laughs> and they used the cover of that riot to get inside. And then they fought their way through, and they made it all the way to the top, 
and he found Alt's dead body. And he was torn up, but they decided that they had to leave. And what they didn't know was that they actually used Soul Killer on Alt. So she wasn't dead. She was trapped inside of um, a computer nearby. And she actually used her experience in net running to like contain um I think I think she also trapped the uh the like Arasaka management guys that were there holding her hostage. So like she trapped them within Soul Killer as well. So she was she was more free within the system than they were, but she was still stuck being a computer program. And what's really sad is like the last lines of the Never Fade Away story is basically like as Johnny was walking away with the others, Alt was inside the computer screen, like banging on it like a window, screaming for him to surf. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. That is sad. Uh, I hate that. It's horrible, right? <laughs> Cyberpunk yeah. is a sad, sad game. Um, and what I love is that Never Fade Away became the basis of the story of Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. Um, because a few years after that, in 2023, uh, Johnny teamed up with a thing. Okay, so whenever people talk about cyberpunk like legends of night city um a couple of names that always pop up are adam smasher and morgan blackhand morgan blackhand was like the ultimate badass like if there is an action movie of cyberpunk Morgan Blackhand is the lead star of the action movie. He's the action hero. Okay, so he's that badass. Yeah, he's a solo, which is essentially a mercenary. And mm-hmm. he's like, like, listen to this. It used to be that being a solo meant something. You were a breed apart, a lone hunter in the depths of nighted city streets. Now every gonk with a big gun and a chipped-in attitude thinks he's a solo. Um, Basically, this is the guy that, whenever anybody wants to become big in Night City, they think of being like him. And, in fact, Jackie Wells mentions him in the game. Like, when they get to Afterlife, he's Mm -hmm. like, this is where legends are made. This is where Morgan Blackhand sat. So Shit. Johnny got one of the biggest names in Night City. He also brought Rogue back and Thompson, and they brought a couple more people, uh, Shaitan and Spider Murphy. Um, mm-hmm. And there was no concert this time. There was no half cobbled together force. They went in with military gear in 2023 and did a raid on the Arasaka Tower to fuck everything up. At this point, they're in the middle of the fourth corporate war, and his plan was to end the war by destroying Arasaka Towers with a nuke. Um, Jesus. 
he wound up getting ambushed by Adam Smasher. And Smasher managed to kill a bunch of the other members of the team. He captured Johnny. They were interrogating Johnny. And, okay, there was a few years ago I was having this crisis where I kept thinking of this line, where did you get fissile material? And I, I couldn't figure out what it was from. It's from the interrogation scene of them interrogating Johnny. Oh, for wait, for real? Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't remember that it was from that scene. I just, it was a very specific way this guy reads it. Like, where did you acquire fissile material? And, and like, he says it multiple times because Johnny's basically just saying, like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can't get any information out of him. So they decide to use Soul Killer on him. They rip his brain out of his head, stuff it into a computer chip. And uh, the nuke goes off, it destroys Arasaka Towers. Um, and Johnny winds up being known as a terrorist from that point on. Mm, okay. Um, and then cut to 54 years later. <laughs> and, and a couple of up-and-coming uh, solos named V and uh, Jackie decide to do a job where they're going to capture, or they're going to acquire the relic, which is mm. a technology where Arasaka insists that people who pay high dollar for this relic will be able to, quote-unquote, secure your soul. You will be granted immortality through the usage of the relic. What it actually is, is it's, immortalizing you by using soul killer on you. That's terrifying. Yeah. So, um, and even with it being called soul killer and then being like, yeah, you'll be immortal. It brings up this like very interesting, uh, question of what is humanity? If, if, are you really, alive forever if you have to kill your soul in the process if you lose what it is to make you a human isn't aren't you only alive because you have to die someday like mm. if if you're if you're alive forever then you're not a person anymore you're a computer <laughs> this is this is the heavy shit that um cyberpunk gets into okay, yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, Jackie winds up dying during their raid, but B manages to get the relic, but it's, uh, integrity starts degrading. It's about to essentially, like, not work anymore. So to keep it working, he has to put it inside of his own head, because everybody has a little USB chip slots in their head now. Mm -hmm. So he slots the relic in. And the relic happens to be the chip that has Johnny Silverhand's engram on it. And yep. so uh, Silverhand winds up being inside of V's head. Only V can see him, but he acts as now a cyber ghost. And originally, 
Johnny decides that, oh, well, I got shit to do. Arasaka's still alive. <laughs> if I need your body, I'll fuck it. <laughs> Have you seen that? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, what he actually says if, is, if I need your body, I'll fucking take it. Um, and he he tries to basically burn V's consciousness out of his own mind so that he can take it over. Um, Which is terrifying. It is. And V only fights him off using, like, cognitive suppressant pills, essentially. Basically, yeah. I guess they're just downers, right? Like, it I'm, it makes your brain work slower. I'm pretty sure that's what they are, yeah. Just downers. Yeah, and then <laughs> he's also given speed. Which which would accelerate Johnny taking over his mind. And yeah. when, when um, what's your name, Misty, gives those to him, he is like, why the f*** would I take this? And she's like, I don't know, like, the shit you're getting ready to go through might be very painful for you, so this is in case you want a quick end. Still terrifying, but yeah. I mean, that was kind of thoughtful, at least. Yeah. Um, I mean, he also owns guns, I don't think. (laughs) think That's true. I don't know why she just didn't let V, you know... Kill himself the old-fashioned way. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe it is the idea of like, do you really want to take him with you? Because at least, just... I don't know. Maybe, yeah. But um, regardless, Johnny winds up changing his tune. The longer he spins inside of these head, the the more he comes to understand me. And uh, by the way. I, I'm using he, him pronouns for V. V can also be a girl. and um, Or V can be trans or whatever. V can be whoever you want them to be. Um, I just played V as a guy. So that's how I tend to see them. I played V as a girl, but that's typically what I play. <laughs> yeah. It's, like I said, don't, don't take my pronoun uses as, as like any sort of canon or how you should play the game or anything like that do what you want i'm Mm -hmm. I'm just recounting from my own perspective the only perspective i have um but regardless uh there actually becomes this really interesting thing where v and johnny start to get along and their interests line we start working together and it becomes easier for but then the question comes up, are we working together better because we're genuinely getting to know each other and interacting and developing a friendship and you know opening up as normal people do? Are we working together better because the line between who we are is becoming blurred? Mm. And it becomes this scary thing of where you start to not know where V ends and Johnny begins. And Cyberpunk 2077 is so good. <laughs> it's it's existential crisis. 
and as someone who has had many an existential crisis it's it's very realistic it's very and good yeah as anyone else has had who's had this sort of crisis of identity or whatever can tell you you can be freaking out and frozen in place all you want but life does not around you to accommodate you if someone starts shooting at you you put that shit on the back burner and deal with it right then and there mm. <clears throat> and um so v winds up having to go on this journey making allies um trying to find influential figures that can help him between rogue or um what's her name is it hanako arasaka I think so. I feel that's like the, that's right. That's the name that popped up in my head, so I'm gonna assume that. Um, but uh, the 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 essential like princess of Arasaka Corporation. She's the daughter of Saburo Arasaka, who is known as the Emperor. Um, mm. Oh yeah, they get wound up. It, they get wrapped up in this plot. Of um, Norinobu, is that it? Mm -hmm. Fucking goddamn it! Hang on, I don't want to just start throwing out random Japanese names and sound like a fucking racist. <laughs> I love that we both have shit memory, though. <laughs> to be fair, my brain is so crammed full of information from other franchises. <laughs> um okay hanako arasaka and yorinobu arasaka i said nori oh okay i i just had to replace the n with a y yeah um who the fuck is michiko arasaka head of the hot ceo of danger gal what I do not know this. Isn't isn't this that that girl band? I don't remember anything about oh, that. No, this is this is a private security company. Never mind. Sorry, there's like a there's a there's a Japanese pop band. Um, there's there's three girls, and I thought she might have been one of them, but she's not. Oh, okay. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? The the three girls? No, I don't. It's a side mission you can do. Not Lizzy Wizzy. Us Cracks? Oh, the Us Cracks, that's them. Yeah, Full Force, Red Menace. Yeah, I must have just never did that. I think you can fuck them. <laughs> Damn. Okay. By the way, anyone who was not aware, Cyberpunk is definitely a uh, a mature game. Yeah. The, wait, why am I sending it to Craig? God damn it. <laughs> that was the... Sorry. <laughs> We're using a bot 
Craig to record this, by the way. Damn. Yeah, that's the us cracks. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I just never did that, I guess. Uh, yeah, they they needed help with some shit. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, look, that was a whole tangent. The point is, um, V winds up meeting up with Rogue using Johnny's knowledge to get close to her. Um, eventually managing to convince her that Johnny Silverhand is a just in V's head. Um, mm-hmm. If you do a certain mission for Johnny, then you give Johnny temporary control of the body so he can go on a date with Rogue. And he almost... <laughs> He almost fucks Rogue in V's body until Rogue is like, okay, wait, we can't do this. This isn't fair to me. <laughs> That's amazing. We can't have sex with his body when he's not even <laughs> I love me that. Johnny the whole time just like, no, V's totally cool. <laughs> Here. He said we should do it. Please. <laughs> Please. They should have done it. And then had like a whole conversation about how that wasn't right afterwards. <laughs> you know, I respect Rogue. She's not down for roofing some consciousness with a different consciousness. <laughs> yeah. Um that that is a whole thing in that game series too, because there's also dolls. And mm-hmm. dolls basically do exactly that. They suppress their own consciousness and what's basically a glorified AI take over their body to prostitute them. Literally, and then they just don't have any memory of it. Yeah, and they're like, I guess it's fine. I don't remember it, and I got paid, so I just won't think about it too hard. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. That would be terrifying. It's so dystopian. Like, the, yeah, that's the, that's the point. Is that there's all this really cool tech, and everyone's a badass, and it seems so cool on the surface. But if you think about the way this world actually works, it's so fucked up and dystopian. Which is exactly why Johnny wants to burn it all to the ground. See, Johnny's the hero. He is, and Cyberpunk makes the the extremely brave thing to say, especially in late 80s America, what if terrorists are actually guys? <laughs> um, which, which is why, despite being fucking insane and an ass, um, Johnny constantly finds himself with companions around him Mm. that are willing to fight against impossible odds because he's not wrong. These corporations are monstrous and they need to be um, Yeah. And I think the reason why he's so nasty and aggressive all the time is because he was hurt by these corporations and nobody was there to protect or save him from what they do to people. And so He's not really out to protect or save others. He's out to use others 
to destroy the corporations that hurt him. Mm -hmm. Saving a whole bunch of people through the destruction of those corporations is kind of incidental. He'll, he'll say that, like, ultimately that's the goal, so that these corporations can't hurt anybody ever again. But it's less about justice and more about revenge for him. Yeah. Um, but again, through his through his revenge, justice can be acquired. He gets um, redemption. Yep. Also, now would be a great time for an ad break. There would be if I still had ads. Oh shit! <laughs> My bad. No, you're fine. Um, it forced a habit. <laughs> you know what? It's valid. You, you're valid for that, and I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, we we don't have to do an ad break because we're not doing Zoom. It's not forcing us to take an ad break, uh, and I I don't have ads anymore. Uh, thanks, Spotify. I really appreciate how you bought Anchor and then took away my fucking ads. <laughs> It's not like I made a lot of money from them. Something. Yeah. Um, Spotify, always known for screwing over the artists. They do. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Johnny Silverhand wouldn't let Spotify exist on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> he would have blew up their servers. He would have. <laughs> that's why he's a goddamn hero. <laughs> um, okay, hold on. I'm I'm just seeing there's apparently another story for Johnny before 2077 called Black Dog. Oh? I knew there was a song called Black Dog and it's cool. Not long after. After the Holocaust, a Silverhand fan firefighter, Samantha, access from Angel. Oh, I guess she's a character from Cyberpunk Red. I should say there was another date to the RPG series called Cyberpunk Red. Okay. Um, and that was done in like the 2010s, I believe. I think it actually, the release of Cyberpunk Red pretty much coincided around the same time as the teaser trailer for Cyberpunk 77. So they were giving, there was new hype to play Cyberpunk, so they released a new date to organize mm. it. Okay. Um, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. They were trying to find an unreleased song from Johnny Silverhand, which wound up being Black Dog. Hmm. Uh, the group of Edge Runners managed to deliver the crate containing Johnny to Angel in New Mexico. After opening the crate, she was love. Huh? Hang on, let me see who the fuck Angel is. <laughs> I I don't know if. Wow, there's just no <laughs> explanation there. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say, so possible spoilers. It is suggested in the book 
story, including her depiction having an arm and calling the frozen person at the end my love, that Angel is likely to be Alt Cunningham, or at least related to her in some way. That's what I was going to say. It, did Alt just possess someone's cybernetics? The name's You're cutting, excuse me, you're cutting out a little bit on my side. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I was saying it, it sounds like Alt possessed this angel girl the same way that V was starting to do, or the same way Johnny was starting to do to V. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm not sure how Alt wound up getting back into the, uh, Fuck, what's it Does called? It... The Black Wall? Is that it? God damn it. This is, this is my fault for not playing Cyberpunk recently. I haven't played it in a year or so, so... <laughs> yeah, the Black Wall. It's, it's a giant firewall developed by Netwatch. So, okay. So for those of you who don't know, the, the Net... There are safe spaces in the net where netrunners can upload their consciousness into. What a netrunner does in Cyberpunk is they essentially take their mind and they dive into uh, the, the, the internet mentally, and they act as a computer program temporarily within the net to manually affect cybernetics around them. Um, now, they don't always have to do this. They can just do remote hacking when they're like in the middle of a firefight or something. But mm-hmm. if they can find a spot, preferably with a Netrunner chair, which is high tech that keeps their body okay while their um, mind isn't in it. Um, but if they don't have access to a chair, they usually just get into a bathtub place. <laughs> Because uh, yeah. their, bo- their body heats up when they're doing this, so they need to stay cool. Um, so, beyond the safe space of the net, there is a massive firewall known as the Black Wall. Netwatch put up the Black Wall because on the other side of the wall, there is innumerable rogue AIs. Because what happened was, there was the old internet. And there was a, a, a hacker named Bartlaw who basically nuked the old internet and made it a completely uninhabitable wasteland full of viruses and AI. And so they built the new net. And the old net and the new net have sort of connected, and the black wall separates them. So if you were to go beyond the black wall into the remains of the old net, you would get completely swarmed with what's essentially considered like cyber demons. Basically, the best way to envision the internet in cyberpunk is they made a city in the middle of hell and just put a big wall around it. Um, and beyond the black wall, Alt somehow found consciousness in the remains of the old net. 
And instead of getting devoured, she devouring some of those cyber demons. And gradually she gained more and more power until she became like a super AI. Um, mm. She's kind of like a god in the old net now. Um, but as a result, she's lost a lot of humanity. She She's no longer just all. She's now a collection of all these different AIs that all have their different ways of and all mm-hmm. is just the core that keeps them all together. Um, so during their adventures to try and separate V and Johnny, they wound up meeting all. And what should have been a tearful reunion between Johnny and uh, Alt instead was very upsetting because it was like he wasn't even talking to the same girl. It was so sad. It was. Um, but there is still a piece of her in there. Even though she should be essentially a computer running everything based on abilities and calculations, six, she did the very illogical thing to Johnny anyway. Because deep, deep, deep behind a million lines, she does still love him. Mm. Yeah. Which is sweet. It's still sad, though. Yes. And um, at this point, you may be ready for us to tell you the end story. Um, how how does everything end with Johnny Silverhand? I don't know. <laughs> you have to play the game. Because you are given options in the game. There is multiple endings. I can tell you what the ending that I originally took was, um, and then you and I can compare. Um, and okay. then I can also tell you about another ending uh, that I did um, out of a morbid curiosity. I um, only did one ending so far. Which ending did you do? Um... <laughs> I did the one where you ended up killing yourself. <laughs> I didn't realize that's where it was actually gonna go. So you you you're sitting there on the you have two sets of pills and you have a gun and you I thought the gun meant like you're gonna go to Arataka Tower and start killing everyone and if you die you die. I didn't realize it was like you're gonna kill your fucking self. Jesus. And you just left it at that? You didn't you didn't load up a save file? No, I didn't. I want to re because I want to redo everything then. So I figured that's its own save. That deserves its own. Thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll restart. <laughs> okay. I actually now that I have my PlayStation Five finally, um, I I've been meaning to start replaying. Um, I might do that today actually. Now that we're talking about it, mm. so I want to play the PS Five version. And there's the what was that? I'm sorry. There's a new DLC that came out. Oh yeah, there is. It should be downloading on my uh, Steam actually. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that and I'm gonna replay and I'm gonna try to do a new ending. But the ending I originally did. Uh, so <laughs> it's time for everybody's favorite segment of the podcast where. Uh, gets horny 
<laughs> oh god. Jay, have you heard of a certain character named Pan Am? Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Oh god, she's gorgeous. She's got great fashion sense. <laughs> the first time you meet her, she's bent over, sticking her ass up. <laughs> I love her. Ten out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. More seriously, so uh, there's a group of nomads. For the okay, so Night City is the um, location of cyberpunk, but mm-hmm. they are in the middle of the California desert. Around yep. the city, there's like something you have to realize about cyberpunk is that they're taking inspiration from as many 80s as they can. Okay. The Terminator, Robocop, uh, I mean, all of it, right? Mm-hmm. They also took inspiration from Mad Max. So, in the outskirts of Night City, there are nomads. Their whole thing is they get a car, they juice it up as much as they can, they ride around, and they just go fucking crazy. Um, some of them do. Now, some of them build legitimate communities. The whole point of a nomad is they don't make But they're typically very self-sufficient, very good with mechanics, and if need be, they can always call up their nomad family for backup. Um, mm. And every once in a while, a nomad does wind up having business. So you can play as a nomad that's like a character. Um so V winds up meeting this nomad named Pan Am. She's a member of the Aldecaldo, uh, the nomad family. So there's a lot of drama and issues going on with Aldecados. Why can I not pronounce that fucking word? Um, through V's intervention, she winds up making up with the rest of the family. And at the end of the game, you're pretty much reaching the end, right? Mm-hmm. If you do nothing, Johnny's consciousness, whether he wants it to or not, is going to burn these out. He will wind up taking over. So, as we mentioned before, two sets of pills are put down on the table next to V, as well as a gun. V can either choose to end it all by just shooting himself in the fucking head and killing himself, taking both him and Johnny with them and letting the rest of the city sort itself out. Um, He can take the suppressor pills and call Pan Am for help, which is what I did. He could take the, like, activator pills to let Johnny take over, and Johnny tries to go in and attack Arasaka with Rogue and finish what he started years ago. Um, mm. And uh, and then there's like another there's like a, a quote unquote true ending called "Don't Fear the Reaper," uh, which you have to pick specific options in the game to get access to that one. And last year when I was replaying this game, I tried to get that. And I made one fucking mistake, and I didn't have a save file anywhere near 
where I made that mistake because I didn't realize I made the mistake. I didn't realize I did something wrong. And so I wound up overwriting all after I had made that mistake. Oh, geez. And I locked myself out of the, the ending I was going for. I pissed myself off. Um, but I'm going to try getting that ending uh, on my next playthrough, which I might start later today. But mm. anyway, as a result, there's a bunch of different ways the story can end. And if you ask Pan Am for help, basically V works together with the Aldecaldos, um, and they fight their way into, I guess, I don't want to say too much. Like, do you know who the final boss of the game is? Um, I don't think, I don't think I do know, actually. Is it going to upset you if I tell you who it is? No, not in the slightest. It's Adam Smasher. No matter what you do, if you fight a final boss, fight Adam Smasher. Oh, okay. Um, fun fact. After Cyberpunk Edgerunners came out, a lot of people started replaying the game specifically so they could murder Just Adam Smasher in a much more brutal way than they did the first time playing the game. And it was smart that they did that. <laughs> Got more people playing the game. Especially because a lot of people played it back when it wasn't patched and people were bitching about the game being quote-unquote unplayable. Because again, gaming culture nowadays is made up of pussies yeah um, <laughs> you didn't have to play through late 90s and attic and i played on a i know how bad it can get <laughs> that's right all you one onamusha fan out there i'm calling you out um Or the fucking Bible game, or Leisure Suit Larry. Look, the early 2000s was a bad time. Just any schlock could be made into a video game. Um, I played Captain Crunch's Crunchling Adventure. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you know about that? Yeah. <laughs> I never played it, but I, I, I've seen it, yeah. I got it in a box of cereal. I didn't pay for it. I just they just gave it away. I was like, oh okay. Was it good? You know, it was kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> it was weirdly fun for a game I got in a box of cereal. <laughs> Man, they just don't make boxes of cereals like they used to anymore. They don't. They used to give you good shit. For um, real. Now you gotta eat Cracker Jacks. And who wants to eat Cracker Jacks? Nasty ass shit. <laughs> We're burning all our bridges today. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, so you wind up fighting uh, Adam Smasher. Um, I think that's, like, one of the only things that can be considered, like, mostly canon, is that Adam Smasher is nigh a mortal being who's more machine than man now. Mm. Get it? Do, do you get it? Yeah. But do you get it, though? <laughs> um, <laughs> and 
and he he's killed by V, someone who's basically just like a rookie solo who seems to have complete and could just shit. Mm. It's it's a very ridiculous story that this absolute strosky Adams by V, but that's what happens. Um. I'm assuming if you go with letting Johnny take over and you fight in V's body as Johnny against Adam Smasher, then it's like a, a revenge match. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I haven't played that ending, so I'm not sure. But uh, I did also do another ending, uh, which might be worst ending in the game. Like, the bad end. Worse oh, than God. killing yourself. What's that? Um, taking Hanako Arasaka's off. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. She offers to use Arasaka's technology to remove the relic from V's head, saving him from being taken over by Johnny. And Johnny gets mad if you take his this offer. He refuses to help. Um, yeah, that's... I understand. <laughs> so, like, I would too. Uh, so during the surgery, uh, Johnny and V... They speak one last time. Johnny basically tells V to piss off. Mm. Uh, and that V betrayed himself as well. Uh, oh, wait. It's not. It doesn't show the whole thing here. Like I, I played through it, but I want to see the actual ending in front of me to completely remember. Is it called Last Caress? It sounds interesting, that's for sure. Well, anyway, I'll just try and do it from memory. What basically winds up happening is um, it works. Um, Johnny is removed from and V has to go in recovery. So they send V up into like an art light, and you're forced mm-hmm. to play, like doing little cognitive tests, like can you read this word? Can you follow my finger? All that sort of stuff. And you have to do those tests, like run on a treadmill or whatever, go to sleep. Wake up, do the test, run on the treadmill, go to sleep. And you have to keep doing it over and over again. And V becomes increasingly like, hey, when can I leave? And like, oh yeah, soon, soon. And you just have to play being trapped on this fucking satellite. And you're surrounded by Arasaka people. No one comes to save you. I think at one point you try to break out and they capture you again. And you're, you're just a prisoner in this fucking satellite <laughs> in space. 
and that's it. That's the ending. Yeah, that's definitely worse than killing yourself. Yeah. Also, I think you wind up everyone that you love in Night City is fucking dead, being attacked or whatever, and you're there and you can't help them. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be really, really upset, do that ending. I think that's the one I'm going to shoot for. <laughs> you, you already killed yourself, now it's time to do Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, hey man, go for it. I <laughs> have, I have three endings that I have not seen. Mm. Um, I haven't um, uh, let Johnny take over, and I haven't done the like true ending, which is pretty much just like if you've maxed out your relationship with Johnny in in the game, like, you've made all the right choices. Mm -hmm. Um, Johnny offered an alternative, because, like, while you're sitting on that veranda looking at a nice so plans, are, we could take Hanako's offer, we could ask Pan Am for help, we could team up with Rogue. If you wait a few minutes, like, five minutes of just sitting there without making a decision, um, Johnny will be like, or you and I can just. Mm. <laughs> and I... it's like, no backup, no assistance. We're just going to rush in and try this. Basically, we won't put anybody else at risk. This sounds like the most badass one. From what I hear, it is. And I, I do it. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be the hardest one, though, because you have no backup. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, it's that, oh, I just realized that Adam Smasher fought. So when I fought Adam Smasher, Pan Am was helping me fight. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, no shit. I, I won't have that help. <laughs> yeah, you'll be on your own. Yeah. That's terrifying. Uh, so if you want to make your ending uh, with this story and you want to see how things wrap up with Johnny Silverhand. You got to play Cyberpunk 27. And look, I'm going to be real with you. All the complaints that people made were completely unfounded. Okay, hang on. They weren't completely unfounded. There were bugs in the game. I'm not going to act like it was a bugless game upon release. But the bugs were funny. Literally. Like, like exactly like Skyrim bugs. Exactly. People it, fucking I mean, love Skyrim. Exactly. I love Skyrim. One of my favorite all-time all fucking games. Yeah. Uh, it's... And Oblivion... Oblivion is a nonsense clusterfuck of a game. Yeah. And that's why it's fun to play. So, people are like, well, the game crashed. Yeah, I got a few game crashes, but you know what? The autosave was always so fucking reliable that once I started the game back up, I was pretty much right where the game crashed. Maybe, like, one minute back. Yeah. They had a really good autosave, actually. They did. It was incredibly reliable to make up for the occasional crash. And even then, I think my game only crashed, like, five or six times over, like, two months that I played it. Yeah. I played it on release day, and I barely had any issues to begin with. Yeah, you want to know what my bugs were like? Hmm. Occasionally, I'd be driving 
on the road and a car in front of me would the road and then like there'd be a massive pile up and then they would start the air like fire <laughs> Jesus Christ. See I never had any of those car bugs. Not once. Oh the car bugs are so fun. <laughs> they are. They, um, they look fun. But... My favorite bug. The first bug I encountered my first playthrough I started playing as a nomad. And when you start as a nomad, you start in the mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you gotta drive to Night City. And all the people in this town are trying to make you unwelcome, like they're trying to be threatening. As you go down the road, there's supposed to be this guy who's sitting on the hood of his truck and staring at you. Yep. The X vector spawned him like five feet to the right of where he was supposed to be. So he's just sitting like five feet in front of his truck, floating in midair over just staring at me. And I was like, okay, you you did it. You've intimidated <laughs> fucking scared of you. The only person in that entire city or that entire town to be scared. Yeah, no, he he was I'm like, you you're just levitating and you're doing it so casually. You <laughs> my you my good man are frightening. <laughs> um it was great. I fucking love it. It was so fucking funny. Um because he's just like, Yeah, get on out of here. We <laughs> You're floating. <laughs> it's very clear though, by the way his legs were positioned that he was sitting on the Yeah. It's just so fun playing. Um but he if that's not good enough for you, oh my god, you need a fucking trip, a pristine title to slap your nuts off and make you a copy and all that, like, true next-gen game. They patch the game, and you can play it with pretty much no bugs these days, and there's a new DLC. Just play the fucking game. Don't let people keep you from playing a legitimately... Like, even... Again, I played it on release, too. You know what? It was like an 8 out of 10 for me. Yeah. Because the story was so incredibly gripping, and the gameplay was fun. I I do take a couple points off just because it was very buggy. Even though it was very funny, it, it was sometimes frustrating dealing with it, right? Because mm-hmm. it just, like, made me take a few extra minutes if I had played her that day, right? And I didn't yeah. have that much time to play. I didn't want to lose a few minutes of playing. Um, and also because I think the gameplay is very deep and complex, and you can go a lot of different ways with it. But every once in a while, I just based on the way that I was playing, I I felt a little bit frustrated from time to time. But these days, I'll still give it like a nine out of ten, especially about this pressure hmm. it's not a perfect game but it's a damn good game and you should play it and it's worth the money and only you can choose how the story of johnny silverhand ends um so this is normally the part where i say something inspirational 
So I'll say, follow Johnny's example. Nuke an evil corporation today. <laughs> Why did I know that's where that was going? I just had a feeling. Because <laughs> I, I have to follow Johnny's spirit and be an ass. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. Um, did you have any final thoughts that you wanted to mention about Johnny? No, not really. I'm Well, I wanted to add one little thing, actually. Yeah, what's up? And it's about the game itself rather than, well, the actor, too. People were modding the game so they could have sex with Johnny. And it, <laughs> and it made Kanye, it made him super uncomfortable. Keanu, you mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't blame him. Um, <laughs> it's very funny, but it is extremely intrusive. Uh, yeah. So, um, I, I'm not trying to dissuade modders. I think modders are out there. But, but Keanu's a real person. Maybe don't do that without his permission. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, fictional characters, it's one thing. Nobody cares. They're not real, but... Yeah, yeah, because Johnny is a fictional character. The problem is that he's got Keanu's face. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, you know, it, it's one of those where I'm sure anybody who does a face, um, capture for any of these characters had to sign off that, like, yes, I'm aware that I'm playing a character that the main character is going to be able to get to fuck. And Keanu didn't agree to that. Yeah. So, you know, I'd be caught off guard, too. If somebody... <laughs> I don't know, use an AI voice thing to generate my voice saying some, like, gay shit. <laughs> also, side note, how the fuck would that work, like, in-game? Because he's literally just in your head, but he'd just be, like, watching you masturbate and he talks dirty to you. <laughs> um, I guess it would have to be, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so if it was like Mega Man, um, if there was like a cyberpunk equivalent of a copy doll where you could upload a program and have it take over that body temporarily, then there would be something you could do there. But the problem is that the closest thing you have to that is like dolls again the the prostitutes but you if they were able to put johnny into a uh another person i don't think that the plot of the game would exist yeah because they would have done that to begin with yeah it wouldn't be v's problem anymore <laughs> hell they could probably just find a dead doll and use their enhancements to put johnny in there I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm still thinking of the fact that, like, Johnny's just watching you masturbate. <laughs> You're just jerking furiously, and he's like, yeah, that's it! Woo! <laughs> I just can't get that out of my head now. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I have to assume that all they did was, like, like they did the tank sex scene or something, place, 
Pan Am's model with Johnny? Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, by the way, um, again, talking about Pan Am, whew, golly, um, mm. that that's one of the best uh, sex scenes in video games. You're just like in a tank, and it's like it's it's a neural net processor tank. It's a learning, and and what you do is you plug your brain into the tank, and it's too much strain for one person. So two people have to plug their brains in to pilot it properly. So one person focuses on driving, and one person has the gun. So you're sitting inside this thing, piloting it with your brain, but because two people's brains are hooked up to the tank together they can share sensations and so you're you're like whoa this is a kick-ass tank this is all driving around and then driving and you're like what and she's like yeah you want to do some freaky shit <laughs> and she's like if she touches her own leg like and she's like this is gonna be fucking you guys just start banging, and it's like you feel yourself fucking the other person, but also getting fucked. That has to feel like sensational, like a, just a whole different level. It's a double orgasm, bro. Like literally, <laughs> like you get you get two at the same time. Like apparently, that's a thing women can do. Mm-hmm. Wait, at but, the same time? Yeah. You before your first one finishes, sometimes they... that's so weird. Yeah, those of us that were born with with dicks can't even comprehend that. Yeah, um, but but V is the first man in history to <laughs> achieve heights that humankind were not meant to reach. <laughs> um. So he's my hero. I salute you. <laughs> um, the only other thing I want to say is that I think Samurai logo is sick. I think the fact that their fashion in Cyberpunk is literally like, what if we had LED light strips in the collars of their jackets? It's so fucking cool. I just, it's a whole ass aesthetic and they did it on point and I love it. it. So good. I want it. Um, I want the aesthetic. I don't want the corporations ruling over everyone. Exactly. <laughs> that, that would be a true utopia. If we get the cyber gear and the aesthetic of cyberpunk without the dystopian shit. <laughs> um, oh, and um, if, if any of you have made it this far haven't heard the song from the 2077 soundtrack go on youtube look up um let's see chipping in never fade away um the ballad of buck ravers black dog was there another one i think that might be it i think so yeah um those songs are so um, because you, you have to remember, they are 
based on the 80s interpretation of what the 2010s and 2020s rock would be um, done in the actual uh, 2010s and 2020s. <laughs> so it's it sounds modern and retro at the same time, and also futuristic. <laughs> they did amazing with the soundtracks, honestly. They did. I, I they're on my music playlist. I just listen when I'm like, mm. or when it's I'm just, playing League of Legends or something. It's really good. It's just that good. It is. 100% recommend. I recommend that you play Cyberpunk 2077. I recommend that you listen to Samurai Song. And I definitely recommend that you watch. Just know the entire ethos of Cyberpunk is that there are no happy endings unless you go to a really good massage parlor. <laughs> Sometimes um, that's the only happy ending you need. Yeah. I would I would give up happy endings for the rest of my life if Rebecca would okay. <laughs> I still say okay, one last thing about Cyberpunk. Okay, so medical teams have become so overpowered in the future of Cyberpunk that they had to now categorize death into ten stages. Any kind of death prior to death 10 can be resuscitated if they're quick and lucky enough. Mm -hmm. um, and death 10 is either like you were shot in the chest and you laid there for 10 minutes before anyone got to you, or you were disintegrated. <laughs> That's death 10. because um, Getting shot in the chest, like puncturing a lung or something, is death one. And then for every minute that you go unattended, it progresses a stage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or roughly around there. Uh, so, so you can either reach death ten through a minor fatal wound, and then just not being treated, or by getting some crazy insane damage that you recover from, like. Having your entire head exploded, like that's probably death ten. Um, at the end of Edge Runner's spoiler alert, when Rebecca gets murdered, the damage that she looks like she has is probably like death seven. Mm. She could be revived. They were at Arasaka Tower, where they've got a bunch of people who could have revived her. I'm just saying, if they make two edge runners, it could be a story of Rebecca being revived, being captured by Arasaka, and having to try and fight her way out. It could be sick, but I don't think they'll do that. No, I know. There's no happy endings in Night City, but I want it! <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I think that's going to about do it here. Everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, you can join the Cape Corner down there, have discussions.
whatever. It's a good hangout spot. Um, there's some very nice people in there. Uh, Scotty Cameron talks. <laughs> He's a really cool dude. Um, he also tends to answer the questions uh, that Spotify posts. Um, so shout out to Scotty. Thank you, man, for engaging. I really appreciate it. Uh, you're a cool dude. Um, uh, you can also support the series using my Spotify for podcasters support link. It works just like Patreon. I have one supporter. It's my friend Kairu. He is also a cool dude, and I'm going to shout him out. Um, I'm not really doing Twitter anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, Twitter's just a cesspool of just idiots right now. Elon Musk is up there with Trump in terms of being one of the dumbest men alive to ever successfully gas a massive amount of people into thinking he's a genius. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Bro, he tried a rebrand? The X thing. The, he, so he tried stupid. First, <laughs> he didn't acquire the, the copyright. He didn't acquire the Twitter handle. He didn't even acquire the right to change the sign on the fucking building. And yet he tried the rebrand. And not only did he f*** that up, but he's rebranding away from one of the most recognizable brands in the world. Tweet is the only social media terminology that's actually in the dictionary. Yeah. And other me social medias would kill to have a branding like that. Exactly. And you just pissed it you away. Throw it away. Yeah. Again, if anyone hasn't heard the news, Elon is not rich because he's smart. He's rich because his daddy was rich. And then he stole the ideas of smart people and copyrighted them and just went, I did this. I'm very smart. And a bunch of dumb people went, oh, he's smart. Okay, I'll believe you. Yeah. That's literally what he did. So, I hate the fact that he's in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but even then, like, he he's sort of there to be made fun. Like, he's the guy trying to be Tony Stark and Got more important mm. shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay. So I guess I'll say that you can join my talk. I'll see if I can upload the episode link on there. Uh, it's uh, Beyond Blue 2. Yes, Beyond Blue 2. That's it. Um, it's got my little superhero icon and page says I'm blue dabba dee dabba die. <laughs> That's adorable. Thanks. Um it's a joke I've probably made on this show like twenty times. <laughs> <laughs> um oh the Hall of Pods podcast network the link will be down in the description. Um there's some cool guys there. It's the Fandom Optimists and the SJW Com and True Believers a comic book podcast. Go give them a listen. Uh, Jay, I know you normally don't, but do you have any social media or anything to plug? No, not really. 
Okay. Um, uh, oh, I guess I will plug this for uh, no sponsorship money, but they should pay me. Um, I'm actually really mad that uh, I started playing Honkai Star Rail, mm. uh, which, you know Genshin Impact? Yeah. It's the same company that does that, uh, Hoyo. And I saw it on a on a Totally Not Mark video. He did an ad for Star Rail. And was like, it's like Genshin Impact, but turn-based and a sci-fi. I was like, oh, that actually sounds way better. But I wasn't expecting it to be good. I was like, fuck it. I'm bored. I'll try it. I've been playing it every single day for like the last three weeks. Oh my god. <laughs> upsettingly good. I'm mad that it's actually really good. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like Genshin. I'd play days. Okay, I get it. And then just. Oh, this simple change to making it a turn based like RPG makes it like a thousand times more playable. Mm. I've actually uh, recently gotten into turn based RPGs too. Most like, notably. Okay. I, I might have to, but right now I'm kind of obsessed with uh, Baldur's Gate 3. God damn it. So, okay, I I have this thing where it, it ekes me out to not play things in chronological order. So mm. I want to play it because everyone's talking about it, and I, I played the old games, but I was like, but there's a Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. So I should play them, and I, I bought them, and I downloaded them on Steam, Playing ball game, non easy play. It's um, it's a it's like a two thousand game. Yeah, and I was just talking about what those games used to be like. I I didn't even know that the first like I've never even heard of the first two until this one came out. Like the oh, whole dude. series. I mean, Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale, Radiance. I played them all. <laughs> There was there was a bunch of Dungeons and Dragons computer games back in the day. I knew about that, but there were just so many that like, and I wasn't into D and D at the time, so I wasn't really focusing on those. And were you, you know, like a literal toddler? Yeah, that too. That That's probably why you weren't into D and D. But I also didn't have a PC. I was a console kid until like last year or so. I gotcha. Yeah. So I missed out on that whole craze. Same with the uh, real-time strat craze, where like like Empires at War. Uh, yeah, Empires at War, um, Dawn of War, Dark Crusade. Um, yeah, all of really those. Fun. Yeah. Um, oh shit! Wait a minute. I played Empires. At War. Or am I thinking of? Is Empires at War the one that had the deal, the like third faction? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really played Empires at War. <laughs> Hang on. Um, yes, this is it. There was a DLC for this with a third faction you could play as. What's the third faction? I don't know. Hang on. Let me look it up. Oh. Uh, so For Forces of Corruption expansion. Oh, okay. Uh, now, you, so there's the light side, the dark side, and the corrupt side, which 
basic like pirates and huts and stuff like that. Okay. This sounds neat, actually. Yeah. Um. Okay, we're we're definitely off the rails. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Once again, Before, everybody. <laughs> you should definitely play Boulder's Gate Three, though. It's really good. Okay, I just pre-ordered Spider-Man 2, so I can't do it this week. That's fair. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, but everybody, thank you for listening. Stay strong, stay true to yourself. Remember, we can all be heroes. And heroes sometimes new. <laughs>